Is this real life? Hey there, citizens of the world. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where our mission is to inspire, connect, and empower the world to learn English the fun, natural, and real life way. We believe that English should not be a dry and boring school subject, but an inspiring and enriching lifestyle that you can practice and enjoy whenever and wherever you want. In this podcast, you will have lots of fun, learn plenty of new expressions, and drastically improve your listening comprehension. We'll also teach you the secrets of native pronunciation, connected speech, and help you tune in your listening and speaking to the rhythm and flow of English. So sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. Oh yeah, what's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chad from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, effective, and smoking way to learn English. So download this podcast now and listen to us while you're stuck in traffic, doing the dishes, sending a WhatsApp message, or going for a run like what Ethan's doing right now. <laughs> I am joined today in the studio with the man who can pick any lock with his pinky, Justin Murray. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we have a special guest in the studio with us today. Our new roommate and new friend, Rob Dog, aka Roberto Pero. <laughs> What's up, man? Glad to be here. That's awesome. So yeah. So Rob is our new roommate here in Santiago. How are you enjoying the city so far? The city is amazing. Yeah. And what did you think about the first, your first and our first in Santiago real life English party? Oh, it was amazing. It was, you know, something to behold. Oh, what do you mean by something to behold? Uh, that you had to be there to experience it. Yeah. And you were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool, man. We didn't even have to teach you. Generally, we have to teach people the oh, yeah. I guess you've been hanging around us long enough. And uh, not forgetting, Justin Murray, how are you today, man? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Great to be here, sharing the mic with Rob Dog here. Yeah, Rob Dog. And uh, what do we mean when we say you can pick a lock with your pinky? When you pick a lock, it means to hack the lock almost, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you pick it, kind of, you, you put your pinky in there to open it. Yeah, what's a pinky? Your pinky is your small finger. Yeah, little finger. And how do you do that? Uh, a lot of skill. Yeah, well, we, we know you're filled with many skills. But uh, yeah, so let's get moving on today's podcast. And like always, let's go straight into today's shout out. You know you make me wanna Oh, yeah. So, Justin, do we have any love from a real life radio listener this week? Well, we had some problems with iTunes, but we just checked into Stitcher and we realized there are a couple of reviews. Okay. So the first one, it's called The Best We Can Find from Charleston, two months ago. Sorry for the delay, Charleston. <laughs> this is one of the best podcasts we can ever find. I've learned very many things in this podcast and I love the idea of global citizen. And that's one of the many things these guys are working on. Really great job. The world really needs you guys. Oh, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Charleston. Really appreciate it. Awesome. What else we got? We have one from Maciej, Matt, from Poland, a couple weeks ago. It's titled, You Send a Lot of Positive Energy to Me. 
Hey Chad, Justin, and Ethan. I love your enthusiasm and passion and think your grammar videos are one of the best internet resources. I adore your podcast news too. I'm a priest, and to be honest with you, learning English with you guys really helps me to chill out after a tough day. <laughs> Thanks for your awesome job. Wow, wow. that's awesome, man. Matt, really he's a fluency cool. member. He, Matt, he's a fluency circle member. Awesome. Awesome, man. You met up with a Fluency Circle member recently, didn't you? I did. Actually, this is another shout-out I'd like to give out to Jay from South Korea. We connected the other night on Skype, and a great conversation. Really great guy. Awesome, man. Just wanted to thank you for all your feedback you're giving us and your support. Oh, yeah, and special thanks to all you guys that gave us the uh, review on Stitcher and iTunes. Like with every podcast, every review really helps us because it improves our ranking on both of those platforms and also makes us feel a warm and fuzzy inside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> warm and fuzzy. <laughs> what does warm and fuzzy inside mean, Robert? I don't know. You tell me. You're the one who's feeling it. <laughs> Are yeah. you feeling warm and fuzzy because you're about to go back to Brazil, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Going back to my home country and uh, meet my family for you know the season. Yeah, we're recording this just before Christmas time. So, uh, yeah, Rob's going back to Brazil, hang out with the family for Christmas. And, you know, as I say, it's a season to be jolly, so... Oh, yeah. What does I'm jolly mean? Jolly, I guess, that, you know, it's the kind of feeling that you get uh, that makes you feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <On the inside. laughs> it is a warm and fuzzy. And talking about feeling warm and fuzzy, let's get a little bit inspired before we jump into today's conversation topic. And let's do today's... Kick-ass quote. I'm kick-ass. Okie dokie. So, guest of honor today, Robert, would you like to... Uh, Rob Dog, sorry. Why do I call you Robert? It sounds so formal. So, Rob Dog, would you like to give us a quote? Something you might find a little bit inspiring? Maybe help our viewers get a little bit inspired about their English in some ways? What you got for us? So, uh, my quote, uh, yeah, it comes... Way back from the 17th century by none, under, none other than uh, Sir Isaac Newton. Okay. And who is that? Oh, the, that dude with the story of, of, the, of the apple that fell on his head and he f pretty much figured out a thingy we call gravity. <laughs> cool. And what is the quote? What's today's quote? He said in one of his correspondence, uh, he was quoting another uh, famous um, quote from way back in his time, but you know, he is the one that uh, gave us the modern uh, version of it. It's, uh, if I see further, it's because I stand in the shoulder of giants. Nice. Could you repeat that one more time? So yeah. You can fully understand it. Mm -hmm. If I'm able to see further, it's because I stand in the shoulder of giants. Nice one. Yeah. I've heard the on the shoulders of giants before. I, I didn't know it came from Newton, though. It came from before him. It's okay. a, uh, it was a famous quote by... I will not recall the name of the guy, but of an, an English guy from the 12th century. So what does it mean to stand on the shoulders of giants? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, it means that you are not alone, and the things that you accomplish are based upon the research and the knowledge of those who came before you. Yeah, so in this case, so if you can see further, it's because you are standing on the shoulder of giants, right? So I guess right. he's saying that, like, you can um, use other people's achievements and just grow from there. That's right. Yeah. As in science, as in culture, right? Yeah. Cool, man. That's a pretty kick-ass quote. 
Do not thank me, thank Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Just so you guys know, Rob, Rob Dog is actually a, uh, a pool of knowledge, and he's been a pretty inspiring roommate, so we're going to... What are you looking at me like that for? I was going to ask you about pool. What does pool mean? <laughs> okay. Like pool a pool? Is like a, a, like no, 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 you no. swim in him? <laughs> no, no, it means uh, pool like, as, in a, as a reservoir. A reservoir of knowledge. Oh, that sounds even more <laughs> chicier, classier. So with that said, let's move on to today's conversation topic. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you, what you talking about? <laughs> Alrighty, so let's, uh, let's start off. Uh, Rob, um, we already mentioned you're from Brazil, right? Whereabouts in Brazil are you from? From the small village called São Paulo. The small village of São Paulo. Okay. Just, just 20 million of us over there. Okay, 20 million. That's, yeah, yeah. that's more than, I think that's like the population of Australia. I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> Something like that. But it, it is uh, the fourth largest city in the world and the uh, biggest one in the southern hemisphere. Okay, like I said, pool or a reservoir of knowledge of this guy. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit, first of all, obviously uh, you're not a, a native English speaker, right? Most definitely not. Okay, so how did you learn English and how long have you been speaking English for and, mm. and how did you acquire the language so well? Well, I don't know. Uh, I might say it comes naturally, I don't know. But uh, I, on top of this, I uh, try to put a lot of effort into getting the pronunciation, for example, just right. And for this, I rely on, well, the sea of media that we have around us every day. Okay. So when you say it comes naturally, do you think that you uh, have just a natural ability to pick up languages? I don't know. For example, uh, I people say that I speak pretty good Spanish, but I never had a single class of Spanish. Okay. So Wait, isn't Spanish drunk Portuguese? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're sister languages. They, they uh, were more or less the same some 800 years ago okay. in the Iberian Peninsula. Oh, so is that where you learned Spanish 800 years ago in the long, Peninsula long there? <laughs> <laughs> Were you around when those languages kind of merged together? No, no. <laughs> so, so going back here, you talked about the sea of media. What do you mean by that? Is this where your, your amazing wisdom comes from? Your, your pool of knowledge? Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm... Um, I'm fascinated by uh, the things that you have all around us, and uh, like television, music, and uh, movies. Have you heard of a thing called the internet? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta check on that. I've never been into the internet, internet myself. And why, <laughs> and why don't you just read those things in Portuguese? Well, because English uh, might not be the, the language with the most number of native speakers, but it is our, um, what's it called? It's, um, lingua, no, no, it's a, it's a lingua franca. It's, a, you know, the term that it was used to refer to, for example, Latin back in the day when everybody who didn't speak the same language as another person used to communicate in Latin. Mm -hmm. What did you just say? Lingua franca? What's that? Uh, it's a, no, no, it's a, it's a uh, Latin expression okay. to refer to the language itself mm. as a way of um, connecting people okay. from different languages. Okay. So. so it's kind of like, you know, we, we, we sometimes use this term like the global language, would you say? Yeah, but I guess the, back in the day, 
they didn't know that it was a globe, and uh, that's why it, was <laughs> it wasn't a global language. It was just a lingua franca. Sure, it was like the flatland kind of language, right? Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, so yeah, we're actually, uh, we're all roommates right now. We're all living in the same place in Santiago. We're, uh, we've been learning a lot with uh, Rob Dog, he's a uh, fellow entrepreneur as what well. Is, what does entrepreneur mean? An entrepreneur is... Uh, in this case, it's kind of like a, a, a visionary kind of business person. A person has their own ideas about uh, their own kind of business plan, I guess. They kind of work for themselves. That's a good definition. Is that a good definition? Yeah. They're developing their own business. Mm-hmm. They're testing it. They're, they're learning about the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So they're taking the, you know, step into the dark. Yep. Uh, oh, nice. Taking the chance. So what is it exactly you're building that you're stepping into the dark with? Oh, it's interesting that you might ask me, uh, because uh, it has to do a lot with language. I'm a journalist and a communicator, so uh, I have double major uh, from marketing, advertisement, and then journalism. And this gave me a, a view of the, um, the industry of producing content, especially mm-hmm. as a journalist. And um, my future business uh, is trying to uh, make writers' lives easier. Mm-hmm. Sure. How? What, what is it? How are you going to make writers' lives easier? Well, it's still in the development stage, so if I told you guys, I might have to kill you. <laughs> 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 but you've been a writer for some time. You, like, you've, you've worked for newspapers in, uh, in Sao Paulo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Worked for the, our biggest magazine that is um, third largest in the world in gross volume. Cool. What's gross, it called? Gross volume. What's it called? Veja. Veja. Oh, you worked for Veja? As a freelancer. Okay, awesome, man. I know everybody's probably wondering why we call you Rob Dog. I don't know. I don't know it myself. (laughs) Why do you call me Rob Dog? I don't know. I guess it's just how a nickname kind of works, right? I guess you just kind of say one thing one time. It kind of rhymed a little bit. Rob Dog. Yeah. Um, And I think the name just stuck. So Dog is actually a common nickname. Usually we spell D-A-W-G. It's kind of a gangster name, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it could be Snoop Dogg, and that's D-O-double-G. Okay. But either way, what one do you dog. prefer? Do you prefer Dog, like dog. D-A-W or yeah. it's, it's meaner, right? Yeah, yeah. And dog. Snoop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's a coincidence that you called me Rob Dog without knowing that my friends used to call me uh, hmm. uh, the Sea Wolf, and they call me a Sea Wolf because I'm very fond of sailing. Maybe you were a dog in one of your former lives. Or a gangster. <laughs> a gangster dog, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Sailor. Sailor. With a, with a peg leg. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Um, it's funny you mentioning uh, Sailor and things like this, because we've had a lot of very interesting conversations with Mr. Rob Dog here. And uh, you're telling us about maybe you used to also be an aquatic ape. Oh, no, no, no. The point that I make is that we all were kind of aquatic apes. <laughs> okay. Uh, but this, this is a very uh, disputed uh, theory. Uh, not many people out there like it very much, maybe because they don't understand it. And, uh, but it's this... Just uh, so you guys know, and as a side note, this is where Chad and I usually 
lay back and are like, okay, it's story time with Rob Dog. <laughs> yeah, story time with Rob Dog. And he sits <laughs> on the chair and we just lay back and listen to him. So, but, uh, please, dear listener, we would like to share this experience with our listeners. So let us hear a little bit about yeah, your just, knowledge. Um, Lay down and relax and uh, hear the story of how we once were all uh, sea, almost were sea creatures. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the idea is it's, uh, it's this uh, theory that has been, uh, it came out in the, in the 60s. Uh, it had enjoyed a little fame uh, at that time, but then uh, people kind of stopped talking about it because okay. maybe uh, people didn't get right. They imagined when you say, um, aquatic ape, they think about uh, sea monkeys and uh, you know, web feet and uh, girls and uh, mermaids, mermaids, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the Discovery Channel uh, used this, this theory on their uh, recent documentary about uh, mermaids that I think you know, it's a disservice to the theory because sure. it just you know, adds upon the bad rap that he's got. It was like a mockumentary, it wasn't it's a real documentary. What's a mockumentary? A mockumentary is when they, they, they produce like a documentary, but it's based on false information. So it's just like a joke. So what does mock mean? Yeah. Mock is to imitate, but kind of make fun of at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the saddest thing about the, the mockumentary is that they never tell people that this is a mockumentary and it should be, you know, taken lightly and, uh, you know, uh, not as something that is valid because it's... The Discovery Channel, you know, the place that you go to see about documentaries about lions and hyenas and, mm-hmm. you know, the Serengeti. I know, so, it's like I believed in dragons for like half my life. I saw a yeah, docu- yeah. I saw a mo- the I other saw- mockumentary about dragons. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nice. I mean, they did have a mockumentary about dragons? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole great. time it was never spoken that, you know, this is kind of a joke. This yeah. is not, you know, for real. So, really quickly, maybe just to leave our listeners with a little piece of your. Reservoir of, of wisdom. Just quickly summarize the aquatic ape theory. And if our listeners believe you or they, they think it's great or they want to find out more, they can discover it, the rest by themselves. Yeah, that's the uh, joy of um, the joy of discovery. It's just going after it and you know, reading as much as you can and making your own mind about the things that you hear because you're the only one that you know, has the, the power to decide for yourself what you believe in, in or not. Sure. So uh, this is just a tale that I'm going to tell you. but uh, A tale like a dog tale, like your tale? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you excited? Yeah, because we're going to talk about this uh, very, um, this, uh, this theory that not many people talk about it, but I think it's a very fascinating thing because uh, the main interpretation of how we differentiated from, uh, from uh, the great apes, if you believe in that, mm-hmm. because I guess it sounds or of, of your listeners are bound not to believe this, they might have a religious interpretation, but you know, it's just theories, and uh, we're talking about this one. So uh, the main theory that uh, nowadays is accepted is that, you know, back five million years ago, we were more or less looking like uh, apes, like chimpanzees, mm-hmm. that are our closest relatives, and uh, genetically speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this other theory uh, say uh, it says that uh, instead of uh, looking at the human evolution happening in the savanna, it says that we are the way we are because we were kind of getting adapted to life back into the sea. Like as if like actual humans were about to migrate and evolve into sea creatures. 
No. The but opposite way around. No, but that could happen in another five million years. You know, okay. evolution is very... Um, that's evolution. I mean, it's turning something that looked like a pig into a whale. And this is pretty much accepted now. Sharks. Uh, sharks were always sea creatures. They <laughs> never came onto land and then back into the ocean. But we have many uh, animals that have gone through this evolution. So wait, wait, wait. What's, what's the pig? The pig that... Yeah, the main, the, uh, the most accepted theory about the whale evolution is that uh, they were, uh, they looked pretty much like uh, pigs. Because uh, they're mammals, right? Yeah, they're mammals. Uh, yeah. And uh, so are dolphins. Mm -hmm. They're not fish. Sure. But many different creatures have gone back into the sea, uh, for example. Uh, sea lions and sea wolves and uh, <laughs> oh. just to name a few. A few. <laughs> sea wolf. Yeah, and, uh, that's you. Yeah, you know that's why. <laughs> that's why they call me sea wolf because I'm you know take to the water. Sure, sure. <laughs> and I think just so to, to finish up this theory, you said there were, like there's a couple of things that really support this theory, based on like yeah, there, there are a couple of facts. There are a couple of facts because many of the different creatures that have gone back into the to more proximity into the water or uh, living around water they kind of lose their hair think about uh, whales and dolphins for example mm -hmm. they and we humans are pretty much hairless you know mm -hmm. in comparison uh, to an ape in comparison to an ape we've got hair and then we've got beard or uh, and but uh, we're pretty much deprived of fur that would you know allow us to survive in the wild much better if you know we had the extra layer of protection another yeah. thing is uh, that we humans share another, another characteristic with aquatic mammals is that uh, we uh, have our fat layer distributed uh, evenly beneath our skin mm -hmm. and our cousin the apes uh, they have fat uh, they don't have a fat layer they uh, they use it to surround their inner organs for example the stomach and uh, the liver and uh, so this is another thing that we've got that's similar to what, uh, other animals that had become adapted to a life near, to living near uh, the ocean or the water. So this is the theory. It's not that we were going back to, to the ocean to become mermaid, uh, mermaids, but that we, at some point in our evolution, we were monkeys that were just, you know, enjoying the seaside. Oh, cool. think, about, think about it. Um, isn't it a very pleasant place for you to be? I do love going to the beach. Yeah. There is this inherent fascination most everybody about yeah. the beach, right? Yeah. And this is one of the most fascinating points is that, you know, it says that this is so because we were kind of becoming adapted to uh, living on the shore. Mm -hmm. Another thing, and very important, and this is the, only, uh, the, the last thing that I'm going to say, is that uh, we humans, we need, I don't know if you probably heard of, uh, about this, uh, we need a fatty acid that is called omega-3. And it's pretty much abundant in uh, seafood, but uh, it's not the kind of thing that you find lying around in the African plains or in the savannah. So why we humans need this kind of uh, compound to make our brains work if we're not adapted to the life in a savannah? I'll leave you with this. this wow, question. that's uh, <laughs> a nice little reservoir of wisdom just now. And uh, whether <laughs> like that you enjoy, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whether you believe the theory or not, it's definitely got our brains working. Yeah, maybe that was a little bit of a dosage of omega three. Yeah, this this thing about uh, science and theories. Uh, you have you pose a theory and you go and look into uh, 
uh, pros and cons and you debate and uh, this how scientific knowledge mm -hmm. uh, the kind of was advanced by Sir Isaac Newton happens oh, sure, it's not yeah. based on dogmas but upon discussion and research and reviewing of uh, older theories like the flat earth that you spoke before yeah so when you get a body of evidence that points into a different direction then dogmas in science can change yeah unlike some dogmas in human culture cool man well that was awesome that was a great that was a very different kind of conversation topic do you have like a video about that like a just a good video yeah if you go into ted talk and uh there is this video of an old lady i cannot recall her name but we can uh put this information in. yeah we're gonna yeah. put this we'll just attach the video in yeah. the show notes I hope that you're, uh, you guys listening to it enjoy and uh, go look and uh, research for yourselves and then just make up your mind. Yeah. Famous uh, quote by Rob Dog. Every time we talk about something kind of crazy like this, he's like, but hey, I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> Why would you believe me? <laughs> and this is not something that I say. Is that it's something that I got from uh, René Descartes. <laughs> oh my god, this guy can just go forever. I can, who, I can. Who is that? Please tell me. Please stop me. <laughs> Real quickly, last thing, who is this guy? Uh, René Descartes is the guy that uh, uh, said that famous quote, cognito ergo sum, or I think, therefore, therefore I, I am. am. Oh, there you go. You should not believe what people tell you. You, know, you go, gotta go out there and make up your own mind. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, that's great. It's great advice. It's awesome, man. And uh, thanks so much for sharing on our episode of Real Life Radio today. It was my pleasure. But we're still not finished yet. We're going to finish off like normal and uh, move on from today's conversation topic and go straight into today's question. Alright, so for today's question, we have another pronunciation tip related to connected speech. I'm going to pass this over to Question Master Justin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, this is actually dedicated to Max because Max actually did this. Max who helps us with power lessons. You might remember Max from one of our episodes on slang. Yeah, everyone knows about Max. So we're talking about the schwa sound. What's the schwa sound? Uh, the schwa sound. That's it. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Okay. Right. Like the word, but but right, or about. Okay. Another, uh. So, sometimes we drop or shorten, reduce the schwa sound when it's at the beginning of a word. Ah, I see what you mean. This is actually <laughs> taken straight from the Power Lesson How to Learn English with a podcast that we're giving away for free. And you can sign up on our homepage or on the show notes. Okay, the first example, another. Who would like to try that? Give me another beer. Wait, 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 Ethan. Wait, when did Mr. Vocabulary show up? <laughs> Drinking as, a beer. As, as soon as as soon as someone opened the pack of beer, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> he was running about. <laughs> oh, give me another beer. Gimme, give me. That's actually connected speech there, right? Right? Yeah. Give me another. Okay. So they're dropping the ass down at the start of another. Give me another. Or you reduce it so you can barely hear it, right? Yeah, it's very subtle. Whereabouts are you from, man? Whereabouts, whereabouts, right? Whereabouts. Instead of where about, people say whereabouts. Another one here we have sing along becomes sing along. Sing along. It's very, very subtle at that point. You can still hear it a little bit, 
on that one. Another one. Run round. Run round. Run around. Yeah. Let me run round. Uh-huh. Running round and round. I saw him running round. I saw him running around. Like a dog chasing his tail. <laughs> oh, like rub dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, remember when the schwa sound, the uh, is at the beginning of word? Like these words, it gets reduced or actually removed altogether as part of connected speech. When we link our words and we shrink them, yeah. we connect them. And this is what we cover in Power Lessons. So, Check it out. Check out the How to Learn English with the podcast, the free power lesson, our Christmas present for real life radio fans. Yeah. I think this is a really big, I mean, Rub Dog, you can probably help us out here. I mean, like, I think a lot of people don't really understand that when they're learning that the English language gets reduced so much like this. So they tend to maybe overpronounce words. Like they would say, like, another, like, I want another. Maybe because they're just reading without comprehending the sounds and uh, when you pronounce the sounds in English it's pretty much different from the way that you read it mm-hmm. so yeah sure yeah did you have many problems with this when you were learning English or did you just I guess that everybody has yeah yeah cool because we actually say our words in chunks sound chunks right yeah and because your language has not gone through a grammatical review as for example Spanish did in the 16th century <laughs> <laughs> This reservoir of knowledge has no end. Anyway, yeah, that was an awesome question. Hopefully you guys can really start uh, injecting this into your your English, into your spoken English, especially, obviously, as it's a pronunciation tip. So we're going to wrap up today's podcast right now with today's weekly challenge. And we're also going to play you out with a song dedicated to our special guest, Rub Dog. And that is Who Let The Dogs Out by Snoop Dogg. Not Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's not Snoop Dogg. Bahamut. B-A-H-A, men. Okay. All right, so let's move on to today's weekly challenge. Challenge accepted. Okay, guys, so today's weekly challenge is all based on our reservoir of knowledge that is actually in our recording studio right now. Rob Dog mentioned the aquatic ape theory, and like we said, we're going to post a video of that in today's show notes by some old lady who can't remember her name right now. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> really sorry for that scientific process <laughs> he remembers everything except for people's names you mentioned that when you first met us yes uh, this you know kind of my kryptonite okay. <laughs> you might need a little bit more omega 3 help your memory that might be the problem <laughs> okay omega 3 is awesome by the way so that maybe the two challenges first challenge maybe try omega 3 omega 3 omega 3 but the main challenge we want you guys to watch the video about the aquatic ape theory and you know to practice your writing skills we'd love to hear what you guys think about that so you can probably just leave a message on today's show notes which would be reallifeglobal.com slash robdog r-o-b-d-o-g and i challenge you to watch the video ted talk by elaine morgan oh you remember her name no no i got something called the internet okay <laughs> Thank you, Steve Jobs. Thank you, Steve Jobs. (laughs) All right, so that is today's weekly challenge. We'd love to hear what you guys think about that theory. Remember, it's just a theory, just to get you guys talking and thinking. And yeah, you don't have to believe it. Just you know, listen to it. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know if it's real. None of us was there. No, six million years ago. Exactly. Exactly. So, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you, Rub Dog, for your special guest appearance on today's real life radio episode (laughs) and who let the dogs out we never know it's another theory that we should try to do you know who let the dogs out by any chance i wasn't there 
Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, Thank you guys! Yeah. Like always, see you next week on Real Life Radio. Well, if I am a dog, the party is on. I gotta get my groove on, cause my mind I'm gone. Do you see the rays coming from my eye? Walking through the place, the Digimon is breaking them down. Me and my white socks, short, dealing gancy color. Any color but do, I think I knew that's why they call me Big Bull. Cause I'm the man of the land, when they see me, they say, ooh.